from Harare, Zimbabwe to the World Wide Web. You are listening to T-Mac and Cookie Monster on the Radiant Culture Podcast. Podcast. Every week, we lead you in conversation on life, God, and pop culture. Our goal is to get you to ask questions and compare what today's culture is telling us versus what the Bible says. If you're a non-believer, we hope that our conversation will shed more light on what the Christian faith is really about. Never miss an episode by subscribing through our website, www.radiantculture.africa or you can find us on iTunes. Like our Facebook page, look up Radiant Culture and follow us on Twitter at Radiant Culture. If you're on Instagram, it's Radiant underscore culture. Radiant Culture. It's life. It's truth. It's lit. Stay tuned. Welcome, everybody. You're listening to the Radiant Culture Podcast. My name is T-Mac. And I'm Cookie Monster. How's everybody doing? Good, good. And we have a special guest in the building. No matter how many times he comes, he's still special. Kuwaza, what's up? Thank you. Uh, oh, by the way, I hope everyone's 2018 is going really well so far. Mm-hmm. I'm enjoying mine. Yeah? Yeah. Well, how many weeks now? Two. Yeah. Three? Yeah. I think so. Today's the 15th, right? 16th. 17. 17. 18. I don't know. Whatever day it is. Yeah. It's going all right so far. January disease. <laughs> my guy. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, my guy. Oh, you don't have no January disease. My bad. My, g- <laughs> my bad. My bad. <laughs> it's not something that others have to deal with. It's okay. Yeah. So what are we talking about today? It's like January, February, March, April. You're just used to just generally having the disease, right? No. Actually, it's, it's the opposite. Yeah. For, for me, it's like, hey, listen, why, why do we need to live with diseases, my guy? Mm. My guy, you know that January is coming, my guy. Mm. My guy, how do you just keep on spending money, my guy? And then the <laughs> money finishes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Fanorungika. All right. So today's Christianese word of the day, Kuwaza, fervent prayer. Fervent prayer. Mm. Yes. Or to pray fervently. Um, I can tell you how what I understand it to mean. Mm-hmm. To pray with volume. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, <laughs> my, my what? <laughs> when you're praying and with energy. That's actually hilarious. <laughs> you know, I'm telling you what I understand the statement to mean. Yeah, because there's that verse. Maybe you can tell me the verse. The Fervent prayer. Uh, that's a, uh, James five eighteen. Mm, the fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Yes. So yes, fervency is energy and volume, right? Can I just right? can I just say something? What? Yeah. Right. Um, and listen, I'm I'm guilty of this as well, so I'm I'm not excluded. But why do why why is it that when we speak of a fervent prayer, all of a sudden? Uh, yes, the volume increases definitely. Then, like people frown, right? Like you just do that frowning at him. And you're like, "Father, we thank you." And then, yeah, what's up with that, bro? It's not fervency, sugar. It doesn't mean you have to frown <laughs> in your face, <laughs> Because you're like putting in emotion. You can't. Can you be smiling while you? I decree and declare with a smile on your face. Why do we even need to do that and like spit on everyone? Like, <laughs> no, but, yeah, listen, I'm, I, like I said, I'm guilty of this as well. But why do we do that? <laughs> Anyway, Kuwaza, please help us. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the people who would be like, that's the wrong guy to be asking. <laughs> Guilty as charged. Yeah, I, I mean, look, fervor has to do with, 
think the word in the Greek itself speaks of boiling, you know, like when the pot is boiling and the water is, you know, comes to boiling point, that kind of feel, that's the fervor um, mm-hmm. that's being spoken of. So when you find people with a loud volume and pacing up and down and with a frown and looking mean and serious yes. and like we're dealing with stuff here, you know, mm-hmm. um, it kind of makes sense. Yeah. If you look at uh, the definition of the word fervor. Okay. But, yeah. Um, people feel free not to spit it at, you know, at other people. But, you know, <laughs> but, yeah. Generally, that's what it means. I guess I understand. I kind of understand that. Because there are times when you really want to engage, right? And you just have to, like, go full throttle. But then I've also seen other churches. I've been to other churches, right? And, uh, yeah, let me just say, like, the non non-black churches <laughs> oh snap okay yeah. yes did you gonna say like non-pentecostal yeah well listen even not like non-black <laughs> right, right. Hey, hey, actually, actually, we're, being, we're being real right? we're being right, real right, right, right. i'm just like but she, yeah the, the these trials guy the way they pray they're just like so chill it's like oh jesus we just want to thank you and we just thank you for your grace and like it's all cool and everyone is so chill problems Okay. Brah, but then you go to like a like an African church, shamans. So, like I said, I'm guilty of this as well. So, if you're listening and you do this, I, I'm just saying, um, let's talk about this, guys, and let's talk about this. Yeah. Um. So, does our does fervor mean that you have to add more emphasis? Can you be fervent and pacified at the same time or are those two um mutually exclusive so so going back to that word as as i said in the original language i don't know what kind of pot would boil in a you know quiet in a placid way you know Ah. the idea is of something that's you know threatening to break out you know bursting at the seams almost i mean to mix my uh my analogies but um yeah, it's different kinds of prayer. Um, there's fervor in prayer that is brought on, even if you look at how the Bible says that uh, the Spirit of God helps us to pray when we're weak. Yeah. Um, and does so with groanings that words cannot express. Mm. So uh, if you've seen people looking like they're doing Lion God type stuff, you know, it's like the Bible says that's the Holy Spirit doing that on the inside of a person. Yeah. Mm. So, the, the, I mean, there are different kinds of prayers. Uh, there's prayers, with, you know, that are called requests that you can sit down and just basically have a conversation with God. You know, God, you know, really great. Uh, kids are going to school. School fees, please. Thank you. <laughs> then there's uh, bunker busting prayers, you know, like. It's not uh, a So, yes. Sir. You want to deal with strongholds. Oh. Yeah. Yes. So, look, I would say, if you look at the personality of. <laughs> Uh, you know, these different subcultures. Yeah. You know, um, I think the way they pray is consistent with their, you know, with their personality, with the way that they are in their culture. Mm. So the Caucasian people are not as expressive in their dancing, you know, and not as expressive and effusive in their greetings either. Right. Uh, but uh, black people, you know, when they greet each other, the hugs, and, you know, like when they're, you know, talking, it's, you know, like how you, you, you can say, okay, so, hi. Okay, so how are you doing? So what's up? 
Yeah. You know, and you know, right, the greeting right. goes on and on. So you ask each other how you're doing five times. Yeah. So it's a cultural thing, even the way that we dance, even the way that we mourn, you know, culturally. Yeah. Uh, we will mourn for three, four days. These guys, if they lose their grandmother, it's, uh, you know, some uh, eats and something. Oh, we're so sorry. Oh, and then that's that. You know, so I think the way that, you know, the prayer life uh, expresses itself is also consistent with the personality and the character of different uh, people groups. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh-huh. I found an interesting definition of fervent, and it says having or displaying a passionate intensity, which would then support your example of the, <laughs> like that one. Yeah. But then. I've heard you pray before. <laughs> chill the heck I'm coconut Didn't you hear him say The white yeah, people are chill co- No What's up with that huh? What's up with that <laughs> What do you mean You're too chill bro Yeah cause You're white on the why inside you fr- Why don't I see you frowning And stuff That's <laughs> um, uh, Then the synonyms Are what I'm finding interesting Cause the synonyms are For fervent Impassioned Passionate Intense Vehement <laughs> But then it also says Sincere Profound, deep-seated, heartfelt, emotional. Hmm. Hmm. So I guess fervency doesn't have to always mean volume, as yeah. long as it's heartfelt and sincere, and it's like yeah. emotional. No, I mean, if you look at uh, Hannah, um, the Bible says that she was she was praying, but you know she was making movements with her lips, but no sound was coming out. Mm. Uh, and Eli thought she was drunk because of that. Yeah. So she was really intense, but yeah. she wasn't <clears throat> wailing and screaming all over the place, but it was pretty intense. Yeah. Right. Uh, and then it was like, woman, put your wine away and so on. So, you know, it's not always about the expression of walking up and down and, you know, stomping on the ground and hitting walls and so forth and so on. Mm. You can be very intense, but be in a, well, not... I wouldn't call it calm, but in a controlled way, I'll say. Like, I, d- I don't know. Do you think Jesus was, like, stomping on the devil in the Garden of Gethsemane when he was sweating blood? Because that was some intense prayer. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Yeah, if you, if you read um, the Hebrews 5, verse 7, it says that Jesus, uh, during his days here on earth, you know, Jesus offered up prayers and petitions with loud cries. Oh, yes. oh really? Tears like to the one who could yeah. save him, yeah. Guys. And he was heard because of his reverence submission. Yes. So uh, his prayers had uh, quite a bit of drama too. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but of course, you know, when you look at Jesus, you want to kind of imagine the Jesus that we see on movies that is so chilled, right? So chilled. Which is why I've actually always had a problem with not, not the blonde part, right? Yeah. That's a whole other <laughs> story. And we're not dealing with that today. Um, we're talking about prayer today. And, um, you know, prayer is a very critical subject if you're a Christian and um, a, a very important one. So, you know, today we just want to discuss this very important subject and I guess kind of raise a couple of questions and um, address a few issues. So the, the first thing is that prayer is obviously mentioned in the Bible a lot as something that Christians ought to do. Jesus actually uh, gives us, he's asked by his disciples and he says, uh, teach us. How to pray, pray, how to pray, mm-hmm. right? And that's when he teaches them what's what's known today as the as the Lord's Prayer and stuff. So, and even if you look throughout the Bible with the apostles and the different servants of God, prayer has always been a central part of their life. So, but then the thing about it is that what exactly is prayer, right? You've got different denominations that pray in different ways, 
and you know some follow books that have you know like methodical uh steps that they follow in in their prayer life some people prefer to pray in tongues and all of that so there's just different types of prayer that I do. but i think the question i actually want to ask is what what is the place that prayer has in a believer's life because i think it's important for us to start there okay yeah uh, that's an interesting question. Uh, prayer, is very simply put, is communication with God. That's what it is. Yeah. Speaking to God and hearing from God. It's, that's what prayer is all about. So it's a conversation with God. So, um, excuse me. <clears throat> when you look at prayer, of course, they have all these other methods and things that uh, come in, the, in all the bells and whistles, but it, it's very basic. It's about talking to God. Uh, and its role in the life of the Christian is absolutely indispensable because if you're going to have a relationship with someone, you need to know how to talk to them. You can't have a relationship with someone, not even, you know, you can't have a close relationship with someone if you're hardly ever talking to them. Right. So the scripture in Psalm 145 verse 18 says that uh, God is close to those who call unto him. Right. Who call unto him in truth. So if you pray, God is close to you. If you look at Adam in the garden, God would come, uh, you know, during the cool of the day and speak to him. And Adam will speak back to God. So it's a very important part of developing our relationship with God. But not only that, uh, prayer is the way in which God fulfills his plan for humanity. Mm-hmm. If you look at Genesis one twenty six, the idea was let's make man in our image and give him a domain. Because once you make someone in your image and you're God, and as God you rule over domain, you're going to have that person need a domain to rule over. Or else right. they cannot you know, function in the image of God. So God gives us, um, through Adam and Eve, the earth to have dominion over everything he has created. And then that gets messed up, you know, by Adam's sin. Uh, but God's plan never got abandoned. You know, mm-hmm. he still wanted us to participate in that. And now the way that we do that is through prayer. Right. So if you uh, look at Ephesians 2 verse 6, it says that those that are Christians, he has raised us up with Christ and seated us with him, him the Father, right. in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And so he wants us to share in his government and in his rule and in his authority, in how world affairs, you know, are supposed to go. It's part of how he wants us to participate in that. And so he says, through your prayers, you can cause certain things to happen. You can uh, partake in such a way that it's as if you are, you know, hand in hand with God yeah. and he's given you his scepter to use on the earth. Mm. And then, so, so prayer is for intimacy, but prayer is also for us to get involved in what makes God God, which is a very exciting thing when you think about it. And not often when you think about prayer, do you think that you're participating in the divine councils of heaven? But that's exactly no. what you're doing. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So, wow. So the, the question now becomes, do we have this understanding <clears throat> of prayer as, as believers? Because uh, there's also different types of prayer that I mentioned mm-hmm. in the Bible, mm-hmm. you know, and many times when we pray, we're asking God for stuff, yeah. right? Or, mm-hmm. we're, or we're complaining about something, or uh, sometimes we don't pray at all. We pray for our food. Or, you know what I mean? We, we, we just, I don't think a lot of us have that understanding that prayer plays such a significant part in, in, in our lives. And why, why do you think that is? I would say it's, again, I would Go back to Adam. Thank you, Adam, for making us so selfish <laughs> through your sin. And it, it's part of the sin nature to be preoccupied with, you know, with, with yourself. 
uh, all about me and what I can get. Um, and that's, I think, the main reason that people see prayer as this uh, transaction yeah. in which I follow rules and certain principles, and then there's someone on the other side who then has to fulfill everything that I have asked for because I've prayed the right scripture with the right tone of voice at the right time, in the right season, under the right man or woman of God. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's that transactional nature that comes about from selfishness. But when we, I think one of the things that we could do is just to take a stroll through the scriptures and you realize that there's so much more to prayer than just getting your needs met. You know, um, To think that, for example, Moses went into uh, a mountain and guys were fighting in the valley in Exodus 17. Um, and these guys were fighting and Joshua is leading the battle uh, against the Amalekites. And uh, Moses just lifted his hands. And every time his hands were raised, these guys were, you know, were winning. When his yeah. hands went down, they were losing. You see, so <clears throat> excuse me. You see that uh, the battle was actually not in the valley; it was up in the mountain. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you look at even governmental affairs and national affairs, it's pretty much the same. You know, um, one of the things I love about the prophetic movement in our country is that we have been able to see how a certain instance where one of the prophets said, "Look." I, you know, God has shown me that a person who's in the leadership is going to uh, suffer something that's going to happen to them, like poisoning, but we need to pray for them so that they are preserved. You yeah. know? And then the person ends up being the president of the nation. So you have actually participated in making sure that the plan and purpose of God, which was going to be thwarted by whatever reason, through your prayers and intercession, right. the plan and purpose of God is being perpetuated which might not have been the case yeah we could have been in a very different place right now not in step with god's plan but the prayers of the saints were used by god to bring about his purpose and his plan so when you look at prayer from that perspective you will begin to realize and you take your eyes off yourself a lot more you realize that there's so much to it that you know that you know god would i would imagine no god is living you know in need you know but I'd say God would scream in our ears to say, guys, you know how much you could possibly achieve if you just understood what power I've given you through prayer. Hmm. Wow. Okay, so to the person who became a Christian yesterday, what would be the first step in terms of discovering how exactly to go about praying? Because okay, so, as you see, it's got different <clears throat> manifestations depending on you yeah. know, your own personality even. Yeah, so my, my stance on that would be be as natural as possible. Be yourself is the first thing I would say to anyone about prayer, whether they're a young Christian or even an older Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, you find that uh, when people start to pray, I know we spoke a, in a, a bit about fervor and so on, but you find that people then take on a different tone of voice, change yeah. their accent, yeah. without using KJV language, you know, like, mm. thou art the greatest, and thou this, thou that, whenceforth, and, you know, it's, it's just not natural language. You know, people just change the way they are mm. when they get into God's presence. And it's almost like they're saying to God, I'm not worthy to come to you the way that I, I am. And there's no way you're going to listen to me if I come to you the way that I am which actually then, you know, goes to the very heart of what makes prayer effective is if you don't know that God loves you and God wants to hear you out mm. and God loves everything about you, whether you are, you know, like T-Mac with the soft voice, hardly ever saying, you know, uh, her voice, you know, never Coco. goes up too much. Coco. <laughs> Coco. 
you know, or you are like uh, Mr. Cookie Monster who feels like Shika Mahanda and all that. God loves it. It's part of the flavor and, you know, he appreciates it so much. So I would say to the person, be yourself first. Yeah. That's the first thing. And the second thing is pray with faith. Mm. You know, that's the one principle. Wherever you look in the Bible, Jesus was always speaking about when you speak to God, when you're expecting something, you have to have faith. Yeah. yeah. So believe that God is hearing you and then uh, pray with that understanding that God is listening and he actually wants to answer the prayer. Yeah. And, and the promises that have been given in scripture that he answers prayer. Mm-hmm. And the third thing I'd say is pray the word of God. So I would imagine the first thing is I won't teach a person to pray or teach them to get into the Bible. Yeah. Because when you, pre- when you pray the word of God, you're mm-hmm. praying the will of God. And the dynamic around praying the word of God is as you say a scripture while you're praying, mm-hmm. it increases your faith. So say perhaps you're praying about someone who hasn't paid you money that's due to you. <laughs> yeah. <doing> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, tell us. <laughs> the kind of issues that make you stomp and go up and down. Yeah. You know, when you say, uh, for example, Father, your word says that uh, the worker is worth his wages. Mm. And again, your word says that we are not to muzzle the ox as it is treading grain, you know. Mm. As, you're, as you're saying those scriptures, it's actually like, wait a minute, yeah, you know, type thing. Yeah. It's actually true. So I'm on good ground. I'm not being greedy. I'm not being unreasonable in my request. Mm. Scripture actually says that I am owed what I should get. Yeah. And so therefore, Lord, I'm asking you to intervene mm. on my behalf because this is not just. Yeah. And your word says that you will see that we get justice and justice quickly. Hmm. So as you're saying that and you're getting scripture in there, your own faith is building up. And even when you're in a corporate setting, yeah. other people are listening to that and their faith is also rising. Yeah. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Yeah. And so if you are praying the word of God, you've got confidence that you are praying the will of God. And you're also encouraged in your faith, even as you pray. And that makes it even more effective and more powerful. I like that. Yeah, so that, uh, this actually brings me to another question, I guess, which is in line with that, which is uh, there's another side to it, right? Which is the, I guess it's the mystical side of prayer. Um, the Bible does tell us that if we pray in faith, uh, in fact, it says if we ask according to his will, yeah. uh, he hears us. Yes. And if he hears us, we know that we receive whatever we ask. Yeah. I, I'm paraphrasing. I, I think it says something like that. Yeah. But you know, one of the things that, and I, I, I'm speaking even from my own experience here, that th- there are times where you, you earnestly believe God for something and you yeah. pray yeah. and it doesn't happen. Yes. Right. And you get disappointed because you're looking at all those scriptures where God, uh, where, where certain promises are made in the Bible and you think, but, but you know what, God, I've, I've done this. I've prayed the way you said I should pray. And, but, but it just hasn't happened. Or, you know, uh, you haven't answered, you haven't answered my prayer. Or you, you often feel like your prayers are just hitting the ceiling. Right, yeah. it's not going anyway. Yeah. So, and you know, maybe there are people out there who have gone through things like that. Mm-hmm. And I've actually spoken to some people who had uh, backed away from the faith because of all those disappointments, where they're mm-hmm. like, "But God doesn't listen." Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I've tried to pray about so many things. God doesn't listen. Maybe he listens to some people, but he doesn't really listen to me. So, the the question that I have is for for a person who's in that um, sort of space. How, how do we understand that from a scriptural standpoint? 
Okay. Right? Why, why do things like that happen? Okay, that's a... I know that's a big question. That's a big question, yeah, with yes. a multifaceted answer. Um, I'd say the first, I think the overarching, because perhaps this is my kind of inclination, is to talk about relationship with God. Um, and out of my own experience of such, you know, things where I've prayed and not seen uh, God respond, I've come to a point where I'm more convinced that uh, if I have that relationship with God where I can say, but hang on, Dad, I asked you for this and you didn't do it. Why not? A lot of the time we, we ask God for stuff and then things don't happen and then we just say, oh, well, God didn't answer for whatever reason. Yeah. But then we don't come back to him in relationship and say, you know, I was, I've been asking and believing you for that, but it didn't happen. Why not? If you look at the disciples, you know, uh, in Mark chapter 9, they went to Jesus and said, uh, why were we unable to cast the, you know, the, the demon out? Yeah. You know, now, now, you know, everyone talks about how it's not, you know, this kind goes out, this kind. It's like this scripture, and, you know, in Pentecostal circles, yeah. <laughs> fasting, you know. But actually, if you look at the, the history of it, mm-hmm. it's coming out as a result of people that have gone out on a limb. They've believed what the Lord said. I've given you power all over all the enemies and so on. They've seen success in some instances. They've cast out devils, but this one isn't going out. And they haven't just folded their hands and said, oh, well, because Jesus is the more anointed guy, that's why he was able to cast it out. Hey, hey, you promised that, mm-hmm. you know, we would be able to do this. Why were we unable to do it? Mm. And I think we need to be able to do that even in areas of, you know, like, like disappointments where things, you know, prayers were not answered. Someone died when we had been praying or someone didn't even rise from the dead when we prayed for them to come back. Yeah. We need to be able to go back to God and say, God, I really need you to speak to me about this. I feel that sometimes because we don't hear God very well, uh, or we don't have the persistence to kind of wait it out and say, until you answer me on this issue, God, I'll wait on you. I think that's where a lot of our disappointment can come from. Mm. So that's one of the main ones. Other areas of disappointment, again, uh, you know, Jesus, if you look at the two parables he gave about prayer, yeah. one about a man and you know, the other was about, you know, like a woman. And it was, both of them had the same theme. You know, the second one in Luke 18, it begins, just tells you right away, you know, the, the parable. You don't even have to kind of, you know, deduce and do exegesis. It just says Jesus told them a parable that they ought always to pray and never faint. Right. And then he tells them about the woman and then just judge. Mm-hmm. Um, and you look at both of them. They have people that they are seeking a service from mm-hmm. who are just not bothered, it seems, to mm-hmm. do anything about it. But they are not perturbed by that. They persist yeah. and they keep going and they keep going. And those are the stories that Jesus tells. And at the end of the one about the woman, it's very interesting when he asks. He says, when the Son of Man you know, returns, will he find faith on the earth? You know, he's asking uh, a question. And it's, it's like how that story ends. It's like a cliffhanger type thing. Mm-hmm. Like, will I find faith on the earth when I return, return, return? You know? <laughs> <laughs> and it's a question in which it shows you that um, <laughs> prayer is one of those areas where it is easy for us to faint, to give up, yeah. to say, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Right. And that's why he actually comes out ahead of time and says, guys, before you embark on this journey of prayer, you need to understand you're going to have to have stout hearts. You need, you're going to need to persevere. and You're going to need to be very strong about it because some of these things may delay and take time. Yeah. Something you said um, takes me back again to the person who's still learning to pray. I guess we all are learning. But um, you said it's a conversation, it's communication. And the best type of communication is two-way, obviously. Yeah, yeah. So 
I think maybe we give up because we don't know how to actually hear his voice or to hear from him. Or maybe we would have answered, but we, when someone says you need to hear from God, you're imagining I need to hear like a, either a big voice or a still small voice, but I need to hear something. Yeah. But maybe it might not always be the case. So like how, yeah. what are the different ways that we can hear from God? If that's even something that I can ask. Okay. So primary way to hear from God is to be in his word. Read the Bible. Those are the words of God. Mm. I was uh, reading my Bible recently. And, um, you know, like when you read scripture over time and then, you know, you kind of get used to reading it and you know the verse and so on. One time it says, um, in Galatians, it says uh, the scripture um, foretold or the scripture predicted to uh, Abraham or preached the gospel beforehand to Abraham, saying that in you the nations of the world, you know, uh, all the nations are going to be blessed, right? So I thought, hang on, it says the scripture preached the gospel to Abraham. Mm. But if you go back to the context of what that verse says, it's actually Genesis 12, where God is actually speaking to Abraham. Mm-hmm. But Paul is saying the scripture preached the gospel to Abraham. Do you, do you get what I'm saying? So he's mm. equating the scripture to God. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. That's interesting. So in, in you know here in Galatians four, he's saying is it three or four? He says, um, I just have to say that again because it just was so mind blowing. So he says the scripture said or preached the gospel to Abraham beforehand, saying in you all the nations of the earth are going to be blessed. But that was actually God who spoke to him. It wasn't mm-hmm. like a verse of the Bible. He wasn't reading a Bible. Mm-hmm. It was God speaking to him. There was no Bible then. Yeah. So the scripture is equal to God in the mind of the apostles. Mm-hmm. If you hear the scripture, you're hearing God. Right. And that's what we need to uh, develop uh, where, you know, when you read your Bible in the morning, are you conscious of God speaking to you or I'm doing my Bible reading? I've got my Bible plan. I've done my reading for the day. I'm up to speed with what the man of God said we should be doing, (laughs) you know? Yeah. I read Psalm, my one Psalm today plus my Proverbs. Mm. But did God speak to you? Did you hear God? Mm. And I think that's where we begin to say, God, speak to me through your word. And as we do that, it becomes easier to hear his voice when we pray. Yeah. Because it's that voice that you hear when you're reading the word. That's the same voice that you hear when, when you're praying. Yeah. I remember um, when I, yeah, I think close to when, well, maybe just before I got saved. Um, I used to be part of a traditional church. And they used to, because we, we'd say a lot of prayers repetitiously and I really didn't quite get it. But they'd say when you feel your heart begin to burn, that's when, like, it's really you're hearing from God, or that's when the scripture is really speaking, whatever. Mm. And they took that from from the time when those two were walking. Can't remember who it was. Uh, Emmaus. Oh yeah. yeah. And then yeah. Jesus appeared to them, but they didn't know it was Jesus. And then later on, they were saying to each other, "But didn't you feel your heart burning <laughs> when he was breaking down the scriptures?" I think that's actually one of the most profound passages and. Yeah, so then all, every time I'd pray, so I'd be kind of like waiting for like some heartburn or something. <laughs> I, thought, I thought that is how you know that you're hearing from God or that you're doing it right. Like That's if your heart funny. didn't burn, then I was like, ah, I, I, I spent an hour doing nothing. Yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah. It and really was a stumbling block for a long time. I felt yeah. like if I don't have any sort of physical Did manifestation. Did it ever burn though? <laughs> Strangely enough, I can remember one time when my heart was spinning, sure but I, I don't know. Hey, I don't know. <laughs> Could have just been indigestion. <laughs> anyway, oh, man. 
Um, okay, so wait, was that a, was that a question? No, 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 not really. I just remembered it now. But right. As in, that was how I knew I was hearing from God, or how I thought I would know that yeah. I was hearing from God. Stay tuned. More next week. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Radiant Culture Podcast. If you want to make a contribution, make a suggestion, or have a request, you can get in touch with us via email on radiantatthehub.co.zw or inbox us on Facebook and Twitter. Look out for the next episode and remember to share this one with everybody you know. God bless. It's hot. It's fresh. It's uncut. Hashtag Real Talk on the Radiant Culture Podcast.